Welcome to World Walkers, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast played by professional cartoonists. I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers. Due to a thunderstorm, we lost the individual audio tracks for this episode, so it's not the best quality, just as a heads up. Recently, the World Walkers have found themselves on the world of Orlanus, where they've learned that the next shard of Stardust is far away in the Valley of the Stars. The group is currently traversing the Wispy Woods hoping to find the villagers of Hulkins to warn them of the surrounding Hobgoblin armies. We join the group as they continue their journey forward. Thanks to our members over at Patreon for your continued support. If you're interested in finding out how to become a member, you can head on over to patreon.com worldwalkers. All right, so I hope you enjoy episode 64. It always fits. I'm trying to get Roberto to help me hide the body. And oh, he's busy looting the body right now. <laughs> he's like, Ooh, Ooh, this is a very large torch. It's larger than my other torches. Okay, I help Vasa hide the body. Yeah, I'm gonna drag it into a bush. I'm gonna throw some leaves on it. Roboto's gonna help me like rearrange the natural flora to look like it was, and then we gotta get out of here. Yes. As we head out, Ertlebee's gonna gonna raise a hand and be like, "I don't know if I can handle any surprises like that." For my heart, I'm going to cast Find Traps, which will let me know if there's any anything that's going to be unexpected, harmful, or undesirable within the line of my sight. Sound good, team? Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Sounds good. Sounds great. So yeah, you kind of spread your senses about 120 feet worth of uh, range. <laughs> And no, ghost clear. Eight. Yeah, the spell doesn't stay going. It's just an instantaneous spell. Oh, okay. So you check right. this area. All good. All right, well, at least we know 120 feet are good. <laughs> really move confidently for the next 120 feet. <laughs> and Tompkins lets out his side, like, <sighs> and he starts walking. <laughs> Alright, I guess we just keep going, but stealth or um s- quietly. Yeah, so um redo some stealth checks. Alright. My dice has been my dice has been misbehaving lately. I got a same. two, which I am lucky has become <laughs> a fourteen. Right, I, got, I got a six plus seven. That's four t- thirteen. I got 13. a 14. What'd you get, Borto? 13. 13? Yeah, it's a pretty good, except for uh, Tompkins, so... Oh, no. Yeah, so... <laughs> no, um, Tompkins. Yeah. <laughs> so you start making your way, and you travel for another probably three hours. Because I, I assume you guys are trying to book it. At what point do you guys want to go to sleep, I should ask? I think we're just going to slog it. Because the oh. goblins aren't sleeping, and they're going to kill those guys. Oh, I guess. Yeah, that's... Okay, can I heal myself at any point? Yeah, like with, um... Hit dice? Healer's kit. Or healer's uh, kit, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'll do hit dice. Okay. So, like I said, about three hours into your travels, perception checks are 16, and what are the rest? 11. Yeah. 
Yeah, passive perception. 12, yeah. 11. Okay, so Vasa, you're the only one that sees it up ahead. There are two more uh, hobgoblins. They're hiding as well. And they're also completely covered in the same kind of brush. When Vasa sees them, she... Uh, so I'm assuming that, like... Once Ertleby realized what these hobgoblins were, were like hiding themselves as and like preparing to do, she you know she turns the group. She says, "There's two more of the the, the firefuckers up ahead." You know, if- and then they turn and look at you. Wait, I didn't. What? No, Ugh. it's not your fault. You rolled well. They hear you coming as you see them. Like you kind of fall back for a second. You got a good distance. As soon as you start bringing it up, they turn and see your group. Shit. Because I spoke up? No, no. I just was trying to time it cinematically. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I get it. I see what you were doing cinematically. Um, Vasa would immediately be like, two of them up ahead. They've seen us in the trees. And how far away are they? They're probably about 60 feet. All right, so roll initiative. Oh. Now add your dex modifier, apparently. Seven. Sixteen. I got a mighty six. 17. Vasa, you start. All right. Vasa's going to whip out our bow. Let's do this. Kimu. Natural one. All right. Not even going to bother. <laughs> oh, no. You end up shooting yourself in the foot. You <laughs> <laughs> might do that. <laughs> no. Anything else you do in that round? I'm going to use my move and then my... I'm going to use move to move forward 30 feet, but at like a diagonal, and then I'm going to use my um, cunning maneuver to hide myself. Okay. All right. Come on, dice. Be better to me. I'm going to switch you out for your little sibling if you don't behave. <laughs> Natural 20. All right. All right. See? You got to threaten them. You got to threaten them. <laughs> Roberto? I would like to draw my brand new, well, it's probably gross, a brand new longbow and take aim at the closest one. All right. And rolled a natural one. Oh yeah, you got it. You haven't calibrated it to your. I know. It's just that, that's that's what I'm trying. That's what Reboard is trying to tell himself. Um, but then I guess I would also like to move about forty feet forward. All right. The first one runs up to you and just immediately uh, tries to skewer you. Deals five damage as he runs his blade through you, and then the other one goes next, and it runs up and it lands another three damage on you. Just. Nothing but a paper cut. And then as soon as he kind of throws you off balance, the one next to him follows through, remember? And oh, works works in tandem with him and deals another 12 damage. Okay, that's not good. Yeah, and it looks like they're trying to break your armor apart because they think that you're heavily armored. I have for- made mistakes. But they've also kind of positioned themselves, so they're trying to keep themselves out of line of sight of, of, of any ranged people that might be around. It'll be... Uh, learned her lesson with the whole shooting the gun last time. She's not going to shoot any guns. Those are very loud. She does have the cantrip to produce flame. But if they're on fire, what's the worst they could do? They don't want to burn down the forest. Considering the fact that they want to set themselves on fire, but (laughs) they want to burn down the forest, maybe we don't give them what they want? (laughs) (laughs) Don't give them the satisfaction. Ertleby's like oh. having this like like it's angel like, on one shoulder and demon on the other, but it's only like, everyone's a hundred percent in agreement that she shouldn't light the thing on fire. The devil's like, don't do it, and the angel's like, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps with the third spirit of Paddington saying, Don't do it. 
<laughs> Only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> oh my god. Hurtleby <laughs> puts the the flame away. <laughs> and oh, she only has loud weapons. And her moonbeam. That's true. She can do moonbeam. She's gonna do that. Hurtleby's gonna cast moonbeam. She looks at the crazy hobgoblins and a silvery beam of pale light shines down upon them. Well, you can you can attack one, but not both of them. Very well. Um, <laughs> it lands on one of them. It is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain, and it must make a constitution saving throw. Okay, what's up? Oh, I passed. Two damage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> It takes two damage. <laughs> you bring down the moonbeam. You watch as it's like a 40-foot pillar that like fills the area with soft moonlight. And it crashes down on it. And it it, it, it was scared at first. But <laughs> it seems to have dodged just out enough out of the way that it's not really taking too much heat. Tin? All right. Tin's going to aim at the one that was uh, initially scared of the moonbeam. And she's going to be like, I-, I got you, fam. And she's going to take aim and shoot. Um, and gets a 24. All right. Well, that's a one. That's another one. So. <laughs> the best uh, headshot ever. It just like. It's a no shot. It's five, five damage. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel better about my four damage moonbeam, Megan. Um, so that was the first attack. Okay, I'm going to go again. Or try and attack again. And uh, it's a... Why am I so bad? Eleven. No, Doesn't so that one right. is... Yeah, his, his shield is uh, right where it needs to be. New round, Vasa. I'm going to use my new position and shoot at the one that's most injured. Incremental progress right. is still progress. Alright. Boom. Damn, I'm switching out this dice. That was a miss. Um, yeah. So, at this point... So, um, you reveal yourself and then... Anyway, then she's going to use her another move. She's going to stop, like, maybe ten feet off, but, like, you know, kind of mm-hmm. try to hide herself in bushes to uh, ambush. Okay. Get ready yeah. to ambush. Um, Roberto. Okay, Roberto's pretty pissed off because they hurt. He he realized that he learned in the last fight that they used tactics, but he totally forgot. So he raised his rapiers and he's gonna take aim at the guy next to the wounded one. I got an eleven to hit. No, he brings his shield to bear. Mm, dang it. Okay, I have an extra main hand attack. I'm gonna go again. Yep. I got another. I got eleven. So he, yeah, he throws both uh, both of your attacks. He, he deflects. Uh, all right, I got a, I got an offhand attack, which means like <laughs> yeah. which is a tw- twenty-two. Right, it's a hit. <laughs> yeah. Did you freeze and, or did you just pause for dramatic? No, I paused. For, I was like, I was like adding in oh, my head. You're really frozen. I do two plus four piercing damage, and. I am a Colossus Slayer, which means I do one extra D8. Yep, you dropped it. Nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I can stab it through the face with my, yeah. my not-dominant hand. <laughs> um, and then I kind of, like, put my foot in his face and yank the sword out. I'm just like, yeah, that's right. I, I like to think that, like, Roboto uses his main hand, 
his other main hand, and then his mouth opens, and a third punch comes through. <laughs> like, a, like an alien, like at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this last one reaches behind uh, his back and pulls out his torch. No. Oh no. And Shit. Is, and then uses all of his like his turn to light it. The torch is lit, and he's ready. Ertlebe. You know what you do when you see fire. You stomp it out. Pedro would no, no, and, wait, no. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't even know yet what Ertlebe can do, but she's like, whatever you're thinking, it's a bad idea because we're trying to sell. Elephant appears. So you watch as like Ertlebe just kind of like raises her hand, and you're like, what is she? And then boom, just explodes into a huge elephant. Trunk flying in the air. Is this why Paddington is in hell? (laughs) (laughs) A zig and then a zag. Zig and then charge. 18. 18 is uh, a hit. 15. You watch as she runs off to the side. And then once she has a good line, you watch as she just starts trampling her way towards you, Roberto. Right as she gets close to you, you see that she leans to the side and then drives both of her tusks into the hobgoblin, lifts it off the ground, and then sends it flying into a tree. Holy shit! Yeah, she's pretty pretty badass. (laughs) So, it was dead before its back cracked uh, uh, along the tree. Roberto's yelling, holy shit, holy shit. And Tom Cruise is like, elephant, elephant, elephant. Vasa <laughs> comes out and she's like, everybody. Like, she rushes, like, we're going to talk about the let later. And she points at Ertlebe. <laughs> and then she's like, everybody, shh, shh, shh. Why, that was amazing. After. That was amazing, right? <laughs> uh, we don't have to hide anymore. We have an elephant. It was so badass. Like, and then Tom looks up and he's like, He's like pointing at him, then elephant, then him, then elephant. <laughs> the elephant's trunk pats Tompkins' head. High five with the elephant trunk. He's waiting. To, like, can he climb it? Yeah. He scampers up. <laughs> he scampers up. And he's sitting on top, and he's like, "Checkmate." Wait, can Vasa like, grab for the torch in case it like lets it set anything on fire? Yep. Because it was lit when it was, shoot, yes. it was charged. Yeah. So she like, yeah. immediately stomped out the torch. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then she, then she goes, so she turns around to Ertlef and she's like, Grandmother, can you can you become this again? <laughs> this again? <laughs> the, the elephant pats Vasa on the head with its trunk. Like, Grandmother, please. We're, we're, going, we're going for stealth. Um, Tompkins, like, we were. <laughs> Yo, we don't we don't want to trigger hobgoblins waiting on the line, and we don't want to make them self immolate early, thinking that their time is limited before they can hatch their plan. Uh, the elephant will nod its wise head, and, and we'll Tompkins is like, "Yeah, but could you like could we find a pond for like your trunk? Yes, and then there are no more fires. Yes." No, no I mean, Roberto and, and Ertlebe, as funny as it may sound, that is not in any way plausible. Like, the, <laughs> the elephant cannot just snort water up its nose and then hold it until 
Pedro, who is the nature proficient here? Uh, I think it's uh, me and Roberto, not not some dungeon master. <laughs> Let me just look for a YouTube video here. <laughs> As Ertleby pulls out her iPad. Yeah. <laughs> Here. <laughs> but yeah, so Vasa is pleading with uh, Grand Erdelfant to to be like, please, we don't want the hobgoblins to set themselves on fire, thinking that we're coming. Erdelfant would listen to this, and she gently nudged Tompkins off of her back, and then suddenly kind of slides down. When, <laughs> <laughs> where the elephant was, Erdelby slowly reappears. Uh, that was cool, Grandma. It was pretty bitching. <laughs> All we can do is keep going. Uh, we're, let's assume that Tin is going to loot one of the bodies and take one of their Lombos. Okay. Since that's what she wanted last game. And Vasa will also hide the bodies as well, again. Yep, you're somewhat relieved that even though there was a lot of commotion, you're keeping your ear out and nothing. Like, these people are all by themselves. Do we find more tracks? Can I look around? Yeah, for more you're, you're good. You, you're, st- you're still living off of that we're survival check. Oh, we're still under. Okay, cool. We're still yeah. under trail. Yeah. More stealth checks? Oh, More stealth checks. Oh, I got a 16. Oh, damn it. What's going um, on tonight? I got a freaking 12. I got a 14. 18. Boss is a little shook from seeing Ur- Erdelfant. Shook. <laughs> 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 Erdelfant just keeps patting you on the head. She's like patting the parts of you that she can pretend are your head. In her mind, she's like, and now she's just thinking of all the bigger troubles that Erdelby can cause now that she can turn into an elephant at will. <laughs> you continue until dawn. Nice. You're going to keep going? We're the best. Do we Do we reach them? Not Are yet. we still not there yet? It's not there yet. Oh, Damn it. How's everyone going? Oh, okay. People look oh, we tired. We need to take a rest. I mean, non-forge look tired. Tin, may I ask for you to healer kit me? <laughs> oh. Please. Of uh, how, do we how long is a short rest again? An hour. I said we'd take a break for an hour just because we are so exhausted. Let's get a short rest in there. Uh, you take a short rest, tend to some wounds, catch your breath, uh, refocus, whatever you need to do. And then after that, you're ready to go again. I, I guess we're still sneaking? It'll be got a six. Before we sneak, class is also going to give an inspirational speech um, because, you know, I'm pretty sure that's recharged by now or whatever. And she's just going to say, she says, you know, I, I know we're tired, but we're here to... And I know we can't save everybody in our journey, but we have set these people in, in danger, and I am proud of how we've pushed tonight. Let's finish what we started. And then, everybody plus ten! Woo! Yay. Thanks, does that Sasha. increase over time, or is it always plus ten? It does increase. It's, it increases my level, which oh. we know now. Okay. I got a 22. 19. Uh, 18. All right, so yeah, you watch as Tompkins takes the lead and pretty much just like damn near disappears on you without using the ring. Like he is in, he's in the wow. zone. He he rode very well. Nice. <laughs> um, <Go> so Tompkins, <laughs> you travel for. I mean, you probably you don't stop till you find something. Essentially, pretty much. Yeah. So with the amount of pushing you've done by nightfall, you start getting close to a grove up ahead. That kind of opens up, and you can see the villagers of Hulkins, <gasps> and they're taking oh. a rest. Fossil will turn around and says, we, 
we probably shouldn't tell them about Paddington. We'll say he fell in battle. Tompkins starts to kind of breathe rapidly, like, but did he, he, did he fall in battle? I still don't understand his, like, hell. Is he still... (laughs) Do they know about forest hell? We'll tell them the truth, which is that Paddington was in the woods with us, and then glowing lights surrounded him, and then he vanished. Because that really is what happened. Okay. Okay. Oh, but I did tell Kellett that Paddington uh, set out to the forest with the intention to protect it. And I mean, essentially, that is what he did. Tompkins like looks really that. nervous. Like, he's like... It's it's not that... Y- you know what? Actually, you know what? I told the truth. I think I actually told the truth. Yeah, we're good. He he left to save the fort village or something. You guys... Honesty is the best policy. But you're what not being honest. What? What? They're look. They're still in the grove. Why didn't they so? keep going? They, no, they're, that's their goal. We told them to wait in the grove. They said it was their safe spot. Yeah, but they're probably waiting for Paddington. Well, no, we're, we're telling them Paddington is gone. We're just because that's they, what we agreed on. Yeah, if told they them. stay and wait for him at the thing. They're going to be waiting there for. But we know that he's in forest hell. But we're not telling yeah, I, them. I, I still don't know what that means. <laughs> it just sounds so scary. I don't know either, I, but... It sounds... Yeah, it just sounds like he's not coming back. We don't know. It's called the Underwood. It's it's a place where the forest puts things it doesn't like and doesn't want to think about. Seems a little draconian to put the bear who had done nothing to you in there... <laughs> Uh, unprovoked, but you know, we, we talked to the forest about that. Um, he's not coming with a very high likelihood and we can, we can let them know that too, but we really, we never went there. So we don't know what it's like in, you know, forest hell. What are we yeah, telling them? We're telling them to leave, to leave. Okay. The danger is far greater. They can't, Which they're going to have to get out Tompkins of here. Says- what- they know this place better than us. Let's leave it to them to decide that. You guys walk into the clearing, and they turn. They obviously have no kind of defenses set up. Um, they're God. just oh, they, no. they're keeping a watchful eye. But as soon as you guys walk in, they're like, oh, "The adventurers, the adventurers, everyone, the adventurers!" And they start spreading word, and people are oh, getting no. excited. And the, the village runs up to you. And making his way through the village is Kellett, who is walking forward, kind of gently suggests his way through the crowd, and then comes up to you, and he says, I am so glad that you've come back. Uh, and then he ha- he doesn't say anything. He has a worried look on his face as he looks around and, and counts the number of people that are here. Yeah. We unfortunately... Uh, Vasa, yeah. No, no, no. no, no, no. Can, can we speak in private, Kellett? Why? We uh we do not come with good news. And perhaps we should speak in private first. Okay. Everyone, please go about your business. And then he motions back into the forest because they don't have any huts yeah. or anything. So yeah, he, he follows you as far as you want to go in to a degree. Just 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 a just a ways off, just to not like be yeah. overheard because we're there. and then yeah. Why would you not want to speak in front of the others? Well, we're going to tell you what we know, and you can choose to divulge information to your people, but as far as we know right now, um, we're all, you all are in really grave danger, 
Yes. Even more so than we were before. Because um, what we've learned is that the hobgoblins are specifically looking for you. They're looking for a turtle. A torta. Tor- turtle? Tor- Sorry, did I pronounce that incorrectly? Turtleby <laughs> uh, uh... may have said that <laughs> yeah. earlier. Tortas oh. are, in fact, a type of Mexican sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Turtleby <laughs> finds delicious. Thanks for that. Uh, so she's prone to make mistakes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, um, we learned. We... The hobgoblins are just looking for sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> keep going, keep going. Um, it's worse than we fear. There seems to be goblins that are also traveling. Go- goblins or hobgoblins? My, uh, sorry, hobgoblins. They seem to be traveling from the east as well, from their home homeland or their city, or wherever they come from. And we came here to tell you that you need to, um, we need to move all of you, or you all need to move as far away from the forest as possible, basically, um, preferably to the north. Uh, to the to the north. Yeah. Um. There seem to be hobgoblins coming from all directions at this point, except the north why would they not be coming from the north um oh i don't uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> well vasa would say like you know this information we, we we have traveled through the night uh through two nights to bring you this information it is the forest itself that has warned us that the hobgoblins are swarming the forests and planning uh what their invasion the only thing the animals have shared with us is that the uh the north direction is safe for now we do not know how long you have but everybody here is endangered and you your village you cannot return to it we found hobgoblins crawling all over it you need to leave here you are no longer safe and time is running short we're sorry that we cannot offer more help but they're looking for me it may be you that they are specifically looking for, but they have intentions for the entire forest i do not think that simply and she kind of like looks at Kellett, she says, I do not think that they would be satisfied merely with having you. Why do you believe they're looking for me? We have it from the mouth of an even better authority. The forest. They want to eliminate all the tortas souls. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And they they are fueled by a nightmare power. Wait, what? These are not ordinary hobgoblins. Something unnatural is happening here, and it has to do with the shards of stardust. The fo- the, you said the forest told you this? Oh, yes. We're very close now. Yep, we're homies. <laughs> we, you might say we're the, the forest's closest friends, Tin and I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Not now, Roberto. I'm right here. <laughs> just this is just like Roberto just kind of like folds his arms and just seriously just muttering to himself as he walks a little bit away. So you're saying we should we should head north as fast as we can and leave the forest behind. But they're coming after me. We don't we don't know why. We just know what we were told. They're coming after everything. Give me an Tell intelligence it. check, uh, Erdobie and Tin. 19. 
Uh, they did. Uh, they mentioned the forest. Mentioned why? It says something about like the goblins think that like their one true enemy is like the tortoise or something. Yeah. So the the forest had mentioned that according to their their myths, the tortles had driven them into isolation, and so now they're here to hunt the last of the turtle. Kellett, are you the last of the turtle? No, heavens no. There's still a few of us left. Where are they? I know of an explorer that was far south of here. Um, I'm afraid I, I, I don't know the whereabouts of all of them. We're, we're scattered amongst the area still. Um, Tin will also, like, kind of maybe whisper to Erby, like, maybe we should ask the forest to take them in. It's worth a shot. Kellett, the hobgoblins believe, according to their legend, that it was the turtles who drove them into hiding or banishment. Have you heard of such a legend? It is a myth that there there are grains of truth in it, but that's by far not the actual story. But it's what they believe. It is for that reason that they are hunting down the last of you. Then I can't travel with my village and bring them upon the village. Would you like to go and ask the forest for sanctuary? Speaking with the forest is a very dangerous, very tricky uh, situation. The forest has a mind of its own, really. It and likes songs. S- sure. Possibly <laughs> songs. No, I'm just, just like a pro life tip. Life hack for the forest. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it's, uh, the forest is very old. Its spirit is even older. It's best not to interact with something that old. It doesn't have the same. It doesn't understand the way life works. <laughs> Don't we know it? And then she, like, <laughs> winks at Earlby. <laughs> winks right back. Why do you keep making innuendos? <laughs> oh, that's just who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been tampering with the forest? Ertlebe. <laughs> Mortal crosses his arms and looks at Ertlebe. <laughs> Look, we, we have more bad news than just the turtles being hunted down. We set out as a party of three. Tin, myself, and Constable Paddington. Uh, no sooner than we had entered the forest and started talking to it, Constable Paddington disappeared. Uh, you mean disappeared? A little glowing light surrounded him. And then he was gone. Oh, no. We were shocked when it happened. We were afraid, and we tried not to let this show. So we went along with the forest and played its games and went to its heart. He's listening, maybe. You can't tell. He's hobbling away, and he just kind of lets his back slide and grind against the bark of a tree. And he's looking down at the ground. He says, he was our greatest warrior. I, 
I don't know what to do for my people now. Um, you need to take your people far away from here. Yeah. Vasa kneels next to him. She's like, you know, I know this time is hard for you, but with the loss of Constable Paddington, your people need you even more than now. There's only safety in departure. And you cannot, I know it is perhaps in your mind that you cannot go with your people, but without your leadership, they will be scattered and vulnerable. You need to guide them to wherever safety is north or where you think is left. And possibly consider the forest for its, and then she kind of looks to Ertlebee, sanctuary. So your your passive perception is good enough to see Tompkins kind of uh, approaching from the side, and then you watch as um, his hand is slipping into his pocket, and he pulls his ring out, and he says, there's a way for you to stay safe. And Kelt looks up at him, and he's like, you should take my ring. They'll never, ever, ever find you, and you can be with your people. Yeah. And Kellett kind of looks down and he kind of smiles and he's like, I don't I don't think it'll fit. And Tompkins puts his hand forward and helps him slip it on and it kind of grows to fit right on Kellett. And he's like, it always fits. And then you watch as Kellett kind of fades away. Aww. Tompkins looks nervous and he says, we need to head north. We we need to be done with this. I agree. Time is running short. Kellett, you need to lead your people to safety. And for the record, we, we kept our word. Your fox friend, we saved him from the hobgoblins. He chose not to join us because he chose to investigate the hobgoblin invasion, but he is safe. It was not all lost. And you... Kellett reappears as he takes the ring off and um he says that that is good to know Tafiki is safe brings some sort of comfort to my heart well when he stands up and he says uh I believe I have some news to deliver and some decisions to make I know that you are a part of something much bigger than us, so I couldn't ask you to stay with us. But please keep yourselves safe. There are many paths and many forests, many, many mountains for you to cross on your way to whatever your next destination is. Just... If you can stay true to your own story, you'll find your path. And he kind of reaches out and pats Vasa. May luck be on your side, Kellett. And he kind of nods and just with heavy steps walks away. Thanks for listening to episode 64, It Always Fits. The music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod. You can find his work at incompetech.com. The sound effects come from Sirenscape, which you can find at sirenscape.com. Uh, real quick, uh, there's, there's a yeah, I can hear it, yeah. 
Um, so I actually have to hop off just because this is actually a pretty decent place for us that to was, stop. It's, it's that was early. A really sweet ending, yeah. But yeah. Hi, um, Megan. Stay safe. Don't drown. Yeah. Don't drown, Megan. Don't drown. Don't drown. Can gore someone, knock them prone, get a free stomp, has 76 hit points, and does not need to be a fire truck. Mm. Regardless. It can hold up to 2.5 gallons. That's actually not that many. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's not enough to put out a real fire. <laughs> like, that would like that would like gently mist over the fire. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> I'm so glad uh, you I'm so glad you got this elephant for my birthday party, not quickly the village. <laughs> <laughs> Summon planters, our finest elephant. I have to say though, I thought that was gonna go in a completely different direction because when Megan earlier said Erdelfent, I I heard that as Ertel Ent, like the tree. Yeah. And I was like, what? oh, she's going to ask about it, but I'm like, hmm, I'm not going to. I want to see what this is. So I thought it was going to be a giant tree, but this is just as awesome. <laughs> More awesome. And actually, so po- and actually possible. <laughs> so I saw a spell that said, let's speak with plants. Yeah, yeah, that's a spell. What's, but the plants speak back? Yeah. Oh, you don't have that spell? Um, <laughs> somebody else has a spell on the team, so you don't have to speak to plants. <laughs> but I, I feel like I'm, I'm missing something from my repertoire of spells, of speaking spells now. Hmm. Oh. No, you don't need it. So. <laughs> We're fine. Does Ertl B know how to speak with plants? I mean... Oh, I mean, yes, she totally does, but... <laughs> but that doesn't make her better than you. I hope so. That's not the thing that does it. <laughs> oh, wow.